Greetings, everyone. Yes, it's Reuben again. You know, I want to share something with you. I listened to the first two segments, and although it was very surreal, I was afraid it may give the wrong impression of my persona. I'm really very happy and outgoing and assertive. I mean, I have the best time. People think I'm, I've been drinking. I seem so jovial, though I don't drink. So I don't want to convey the image of being this serious, sad dude. I am totally the opposite of that. So, <laughs> with that in mind, <laughs> let me begin, as I told you at the end of three, about the love of my life. I was in the 11th grade, she was in the 7th grade. I saw this young lady, you know, when you're that age, years are big because you're so young. But God, I saw this girl. It was like she was an angel. I mean, I couldn't talk. Imagine me not being able to talk. My heart fell in my shoes. I think I was sweating. I was just, I was a fool. I had lost control. I knew one thing. I had to meet her. And I didn't know her name at that moment, but a friend told me who she was. And I maneuvered my way over after school and introduced myself. I made up some excuse and she was so cordial. And I said, I hope we can talk again. And she said, "Okay, I will look forward to that. I couldn't believe how nice she was and she liked me. Well, next day I met her after school and to let me walk her home. I carried a book, Young Chivalry, you know. And I don't think guys do that anymore. The darn book bags have circumvented that. Anyway, I walked her home. And when we got there, her dad was sitting on the porch. She said, Daddy, this is Reuben. And I shook his hand. She said, he almost broke mine. But I shook his hand and and he said, who are your folks? You know, they love to say that. And. Uh, I guess I want to make sure you're not related or something. And after a little conversation, I said, sir, I have to tell you something. I know I just met Agnes, but one day she's going to be my wife. And he said, what did you say? I said, one day I'm going to marry Agnes. He said, you are, huh? Get out, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> and he was I was saying, oh, God, he's going to hit me over the head. And I hustled out, but I looked back and I saw her, and she was mimicking the words, I'm sorry. It didn't change anything because I love that girl. Have you ever met someone who touches your heart in in a way you can't even describe it, and you can finish each other's sentences, and, and when you look, into all of the tomorrows that are yet to come. You don't see yourself with anyone else. That is rare. I was telling my friend Matthew that that's a gift. Some people take it for granted as maybe a privilege or coincidence, but that is a gift. And when you both love each other that much, you know it's something worth holding on to because the nice part about it is Like many people, as you get older, you change and 
if you don't adjust your love with it, if it's not built on a firm foundation of friendship and liking each other, it is doomed. Well, we love liking each other. And we agree to do something that many do not do today. That is not to consummate our relationship until after we are married. And boy, it was easier said than done with all that testosterone jumping around. At my age, it was really something. And I had mentioned the testosterone in the other segment. And now you wake up and it's saying, hi there, let's go. Well, it was like that, but we refrained. And I ended up going into the Marine Corps. And I stayed in four years, as I mentioned earlier. And by the time I got out, she was now ready to go to college because she caught up. So we went to school. When we graduated, I went to, to grad school. She went into her field of study, social sciences. And I wanted my master's because I wanted to be able to take care of her. So once I received it, I came home. And the day just passed a few days ago, Valentine's Day had come around. And I walked over, and I had a box of chocolates. I had 12 multicolored roses. And I was on my knees and asking her, will you please spend your life with me? We always knew we'd get married, but it was something about making it formal and the euphoria that I felt when she said yes. And I said, oh, my God, yes. When? I was hoping she'd say tomorrow. She said, September the 7th. I said, what? She said, yes, that's your birthday. <laughs> now I know you'll never forget. And I admired her so much for her candor and, and, and her, her vision. And I said, okay. And so we are going through making all these arrangements and, and everything is so perfect. And... July 4th rolled around, and we were on the last phase of preparations. So we invited all of the people, the wedding party, to come over for a picnic to my house. And I asked her on when she was coming to please pick up something from Kroger. At that time, we didn't have cell phones. Well, everyone started arriving. So where's Agnes? I have no clue. She stopped at the grocery store. And I'm thinking maybe she got carried away buying stuff. And the phone finally rang, and someone said, are you Reuben? I said, yes. And he said, can you come to the intersection of Sudley Road and Garvin Drive? I said, I can. I have guests. And he said, come now. God, something went through me. I dropped the phone. Everybody said, what's the matter? I said, I got to go. It was only five blocks, but it felt like five miles. I pull up and I see this mangled vehicle. And I also saw her vehicle had been broadsided, T-boned by an old truck. And there I saw them putting a body into the ambulance. And they asked me to come over for identification purposes. And the love of my life was gone. Just like that drunk driver 
Look, folks, when you're 28 or 29 years old and you're about to marry someone and they're going to make your life complete, you're not thinking about dying or, you know, relationship ceasing. This was the love of my life. And she was my life. I was so unprepared for what happened. Well, who could be? The next thing, all I remember, and part of what I was told, I became numb and I collapsed. And I went into what was dubbed as an emotional coma. And I just know there was darkness all around me, no top, bottom, or sides, just floating. And it's like being in a dream. And you know you're dreaming. You try to wake up and something holds you down. And you can't wake up. And I heard her voice. And it said, the love we shared shall live within you. Move to the light. And I'm looking. What light? And it was a pinhole. That's all I saw. And it, something pulled me towards the pinhole. And when I, when I cleared it and came, I guess, back into reality, I heard my sister say, Mommy's awake. Reuben's awake. And they came over. And I said, Mother, I know I've been asleep for a few days. I just couldn't wake up. She said, No, you have been out for 63 days. And that terrified me when it came to falling in love again because I felt like it would kill me. So, I locked my heart up. I would go out and I would meet very nice ladies. Now, ladies, maybe you can identify with this. I was very honest right up front with every lady I liked and was interested in taking out. I said, look, this is how it is. If you're looking for a husband, if you're looking to fall in love and all that, I'm not your guy, so I don't want to waste your time, but if you're okay with that, I promise you, I will take you out and you will be treated like a queen. The night will belong completely to you and no one else will share your time. And we don't have to sleep together to validate the evening. However, <laughs> if you feel so inclined, but that was the extent of it. And when the date was over, I would stipulate. I'll call you if I want to go out again. They may not have liked it. And some girls may listen to what I just said and say, how pompous. Pompous or not, I was being honest. And you know, oddly enough, almost every girl said, okay, let's go. Because she would rather have herself feel like a queen for one evening than just go on another mundane date. And that was how I spent the next several years, just locking people out until I met someone who would change my life because she provided the second and most incredible love of my life, my daughter. Stand by. 